Welcome everyone to the EOS Fireside Chat for January 25th, 2023. We got a great show for you today. We're talking EVM going live on the testnet and then IBC coming soon. Uh, we've got some updated EOS profiles in the crypto space. Uh, we'll be hearing from Dario and EOS support regarding their recent EOS audits with 15 audited Pomelo grants and then also their new EOS Synergy show. Uh, there's a Swiss Antelope workshop that was released recently. There's a Pomelo Moon Alert that was seen today and some more good stuff from WordProof. So before we get into all of that, though, EOS, in case you didn't know, is a layer one smart contract platform that is governed by its community and the only crypto network that has had its foundation emerge organically from within the community years after the launch of the network. Last year, the EOS Network Foundation hit the ground running and established some much needed funding mechanisms for the community. Finally, longtime builders in the EOS ecosystem had access to funds to build the EOS projects they loved through a variety of ENF funding initiatives, such as the EOS recognition grants, the Pomelo crowdfunding platform for public goods, the direct grant framework for open source development, and the Eden community's consensus building process. And by the way, those last three EOS funding opportunities are still available today. So whether you're new to the community or have been with us for years, we encourage crypto builders of all kinds, from content creators to developers, to take a look at the hashtag new EOS and find out how they can get funded for adding value to the EOS ecosystem. On top of the funding mechanisms the ENF put in place in 2022, the ENF also hired the best devs in the space and helped establish strong technical foundation that is now supporting exciting projects that are in full bloom. Some of these solu solutions were recommended as a result of the Blue Papers research series that are now being implemented, such as the Recover Plus framework that protects qualifying DeFi protocols and the Yield Plus program that boosts returns for a diversified range of DeFi protocols. Another biggest accomplishment last year was the spearheading of the successful fork of the B1-controlled EOSIO codebase to the now community-controlled Antelope codebase. The Antelope Coalition, composed of EOS, WAX, UX, and Telos, was also established and are now working together on protocol development and enabling new synergies, such as the upcoming inter-blockchain communication between all Antelope chains. The year is not even one month old and we've already had big news regarding the eminent launch of both the EOS EVM and the Antelope ecosystem IBC. In case it wasn't yet clear, EOS is in the midst of an epic narrative reversal and the new EOS has the potential to become one of the most legendary crypto redemption arc stories of our generation. My name is Stefan. I'm one of the co-founders of EOS Nation, currently a top-ranked block producer on EOS and other antelope chains. I'm happy and honored to be your host for today. All right. So thanks, everyone, for joining us on Discord. Uh, thank you for joining us uh Tuning in from other platforms like YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, if you are here with us uh, today, we encourage you to jump on to the show. We, want to, we love to hear from uh, the community. We want to hear your comments, your thoughts, your questions, your reactions to the news of the week. And uh, yeah, you can feel very free to jump in at any time and say your name when you jump in. So everyone uh, watching or hearing can also have uh, can know who you are. And if um, you can contribute to the show without necessarily jumping on air, share some images in the voice chat here. Share some emojis, spam the emojis 
and help make this show more visually appealing for our friends on YouTube and Twitter. All right, so let's get into it. EVM going live on the testnet. So this we talked about uh, last week on the Fireside. However, this went live on Friday. So just a couple days afterwards, um, we've had, of course, uh, a nice tweet from the ENF here. I'll share in the chat. And we've also had a blog post. Um, other than that, maybe uh, I can invite someone from the ENF to talk more about this, uh, the launch, how it's been going, and uh, yeah, the next steps. I think, Zach, you're on deck for this one. Yeah, I mean, it went live. Um, I think there was some uh, initial stability issues with the RPC nodes uh, that the ENF's operating for Jungle Testnet. Um, they seem to be uh, fixed. Uh, Kevin from Object Computing uh, made a patch. It was pushed. Um, Mateus uh, from uh, he was, uh, Argentina, who is the lead of the EVM Plus working group from the very beginning, he's uh, on a planned uh, leave or uh, vacation right now. So he'll be back uh, beginning of February and will likely be recording a podcast or bringing them on the fireside chat to dive deeper into EVM. Um, but yeah, it, it's live. Uh, everything shared in the blog post, the RPC endpoints, uh, the, the block explorers, um, it's all live. I haven't uh, been monitoring uh, specifically if which contracts are being deployed. I know TrustSwap uh, from Esteban, if you guys know him from the community, They've already deployed. I've been watching and monitoring uh, their chat, kind of like watching in real time the issues people are running into or the things that are working really well. Um, so we'll just be continuing to to monitor. All right, good stuff. Good stuff. Um... Anyone else had uh, comments or, or questions about e EOS EVM or if any of you here uh, have been playing around? I know, obviously, Esteban has been playing around. Uh, did you want to jump on and share your thoughts right now? I see you in the crowd. I don't know if you can, if you can join, though. Maybe he can't join at the moment. Well, if you can later on, Esteban, feel free to jump on here and share some, some of your thoughts so far. Too noisy coffee shop. All right. All right. Maybe next time then. Maybe next time. Okay. So for everyone that's here uh, with this, with us on Discord, don't uh, remember to claim your pop tokens in the pop bot chat. Uh, a few sections lower here than the voice chat on the Discord sidebar. And uh, yeah, you can claim uh, one a week if you are joining us here on the, on Discord. So if you're watching from outside of Discord, you know, jump on in here, grab your pop token, enter the monthly raffle, win some prizes. Easy as that. Um, uh, okay. Did I get cut off before my Discord shut down? Yeah, you got cut off. I still gave <laughs> you a, a, a crowd cheer ovation. <laughs> what, um, what did it cut off at? I am not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. All right. Honest. <laughs> uh, so generally speaking, everything's good. Um, continuing to monitor it, 
there will be one more release and one more um, testnet reset or relaunch uh, prior to uh, mainnet deployment still on track for 10 to 12 weeks. Perfect. Thanks for that recap. No, yeah, we were talking about how you were watching uh, Esteban running his trust swap on the test. Okay, so you cut most of it. Seeing, the, cool. seeing the, the, the reactions and the issues kind of live and people fixing them. and Okay, stuff, so. then you, you yeah. cut most of it. Thanks. Okay, great. All right, cool. Um, next up on the topic list, IBC is coming. We've, we've said that a couple times now in the last few weeks, but uh, it's still true. It's still coming. Uh, I don't know. We were, I was hoping to see if uh, Reg would be here to talk more about this from a technical point of view, but doesn't look like he's in the chat today. So I'm not sure, Zach, if you had some um, some news to share around that, or maybe we keep it mostly for next week. Technically, IBC is already live. Um, the only thing that is lacking is um, removing the active permission from uh, UX network themselves. So once they do that, it'll essentially just be owned by the network, the BPs, um, and then resetting uh, the smart contracts. Um, so the plan is tomorrow we have uh, the announcement planned. It'll have a lot of information about IBC so that everyone can better understand it. Um, and then Eve will actually be in Costa Rica this weekend with uh, Noam from UX Network. And I believe the plan is that he wants to push the button to um, make the final steps of the IBC. Technically, it already works. It's already live. Um, the only chain to not have it ready is Wax. Um, but they'll be but they're focused on upgrading um, to leap 3.1 right now so they're not really uh, it's not their top priority uh, but they could uh, execute later so what's currently live is the IBC between UX and EOS uh, but with um, permissions that basically grant UX network uh, developer access to it and uh, Telos I believe has already deployed their contract or is in the process of it and everything will basically just the um, permission sets will be changed in the next couple of days. Um, but the announcements tomorrow, because like it's it's like it's like a spectrum. It's literally live already. But like, at what point do we say like it's? Yeah, like, we definitely need a moment, a one moment yeah. where it's like where I can. Well, play my, that, play my air horn, and that IBC is officially live. That happened I, last week. Well, like it's already I mean, done. It's, it's already you, done. So I'm not sure what you're that, expecting. I, I'm expecting for the permissions to be controlled by the EOS network itself for it to really be IBC, you know. Sure. So for, over for the weekend with Guillaume, machete in hand, I'll push a button. We'll take a picture and it'll be epic. There you go. There you go. That's what I want. That's what I want to see. But yes, IBC is essentially already live. I tweeted about it last week. Uh, the first transactions went through. Uh, what will change is you have that relegation of permissions and then, uh, you know, like it's done afterwards, I guess, in that sense, but it's already really done. But yes, it'll, we'll, we'll push a button, we'll take a picture, you'll be able to do your horn. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, but the, the post itself is really informative. Um, up until now, there's only been, there's been a couple of really good interviews uh, from, couple different uh, entities. So Goodblock interviewed Gnome. 
uh, Helios interviewed him a while back. So there is really good information, but it was all through video. So this will be the most, uh, it is the, I guess, most detailed text-based article to inform what IBC means and also the documentation for uh, the IBC is being updated as we speak. So if you want to read the developer documentation, you could do it right now. It's at antelopeibc.io or .com. It basically just forwards you to uh, a Gitbook uh, that UX is hosting right now. Um, but it has a lot of information about the IBC also, if, if you're interested in uh, reading anything about it before tomorrow. So what's the what's the first thing I can do once IBC is fully live? I guess it's transfer tokens between these two networks for now and then adding Tello soon and then Wax afterwards? Uh, yeah, there's no ETA for Wax. Um, as, as Zach mentioned, they haven't even upgraded to Leap yet. Uh, they're not going to be upgrading to Leap 3.2 anytime soon, as far as I understand, because it's still not stable for them. So they'll be upgrading to Leap 3.1. And once that's happening, and once that happens, then they'll be able to do the IBC on their side, uh, which is very different for them as well, because it's not the VPs doing it. It's, it's WAX itself. Um, but in the meantime, the idea is Wax, uh, sorry, Telos UX and, and EOS will, will all be connected with one another and you'll be able to transfer tokens. Uh, they're still, I mean, in terms of UI, in terms of being able to do this, it's still very manual. Um, and so, you know, the, the experience of doing so is still not great. Basically, the function now is available and how people will start leveraging that function is what we're going to see over the next, it's, it's going to take time. Like you're going to start seeing maybe, uh, you know, games or DeFi protocols or any kind of application that'll start leveraging this function. And then it'll become more real in terms of what you can do. In the meantime, it's, it's, I would say more of a novelty than anything else, because if there's no use case, um, as much as the, the supply is there, there's not necessarily a particular demand in, in right now. So this is just the beginning. And that's why it's kind of anticlimactic. It really is, now the function is available. Now it's up to people to figure out how to leverage that function. Yeah, I know John from Boyd has previously mentioned that on this fireside that he's he's looking forward to integrating the IBC and it, that it, it might be one of the first apps to do so. But I'm looking through in the chat here. It doesn't look like he's he's with us today. But uh, I'll definitely ask him about this next time. Uh, next time he joins the fireside. This is Andrew Drewblock. Um, I have a, I have a quick question about uh, IBC. I remember there was a conversation with uh, the Cosmos ecosystem um, about their IBC solution, and it sounded like they thought it was it looked promising. I'm just curious if there's been any further conversation with uh, with that. That's a really good question. I also asked that lately, and the answer I got was. Publicly, Cosmos had been saying, yes, let's work together. 
privately, they weren't answering anymore and essentially ghosted Guillaume and his team. And so the likelihood of any integration at this point seems quite uh, nil. Thanks for the update. I know that's a, not a great answer, but that's uh, I also asked Guillaume lately, and it seems like, it, yeah, it never went anywhere. At least not in the short term. Maybe uh, something will change in the future, but right now it seemed like they just did not care. While we uh, take this small musical uh, break here, while we wait for people to maybe ask questions or whatever, I'm going to share the link in the chat for the monthly raffle for this month. So if you've got four pop tokens, you can get in there, grab your ticket, you're going to win some prizes, might be EOS, might be NFTs, going to be a good time regardless. So get in there, blend yourself a January raffle ticket. Right. Um, let's see here. What's next on the agenda? Is Winfred with us at this point? Not sure she is. Yes, she is. The Winfred. There it is. Hello. Hey. Yeah. Let talk to us about uh, the work you've been doing with the, on the EOS profiles recently. Yeah, for sure. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Um, let me turn off that music. Go for it. Yeah. So when I joined the ENF, um, one of the things that Patty, who's our CMO, commissioned me to do was to kind of run an audit of all the exchanges that we're listed on. So one of the things that I discovered um, that she also was privy to was that we as the EOS ecosystem had not really established a relationship with a lot of these exchanges. If you go on OKX today, for example, you'll see that they're saying the TPS for EOS is so incredible. It's 4,000 TPS per second, which really is not impressive, um, to say the least. So once I did an audit on all the exchanges, I ranked them by you know, the top 10% by you know, trading volume total, the top 10% by EOS trading volume, the top 10% by liquidity. Um, I started to reach out to these exchanges to kind of form a relationship with them. Because if we want to work with them in the future for marketing activities or cross-collaboration activities, we need them to change the content that they have on their profiles. So the last couple of weeks, um, that's been what I've been up to. And it's something that I'll be up to for a while because EOS is listed on most, if not majority of, um, if not all of the exchanges. So I've been working on kind of rewriting the narrative around EOS and laying the groundwork so that we can have successful marketing initiatives um, moving forward. So we've completed um, updates for Binance. Um, Binance had a couple of pages. They had Binance Research page, and then they had a Binance EOS page. And now that we have that groundwork done, we're actually going to be launching a program. I'm not going to say too much um, at this point, but it's going to be a pretty impactful um, program in terms of the reach that we'll be able to um, have with, you know, thanks to working with Binance. And then we've been working with Coinbase and we're working with a lot of really the top um, exchanges in terms of just like like I said, trade volume, EOS trade volume, liquidity, community size, and whatnot. 
And uh, yeah, so I know a lot of people have been asking, you know, what's the ENF doing for marketing? And for us, we believe that, you know, to be successful in our marketing initiatives, we have to have a solid foundation. So we're not just going to shill EOS, but then not actually have the groundwork done to support what we're shilling. Um, We're working from the ground up. And uh, yeah, so just kind of rewriting the narrative, clarifying that, okay, shit's happened. Um, Excuse my language. But uh, this is now the new EOS. We're, you know, being shepherded by a new entity, an entity that actually cares about, you know, the ecosystem and EOS as a token and whatnot. So, yeah, just been working on a lot of that. Like I said, there's a lot to look forward to. There's a program with Binance that will be launching pretty soon um, and more details to come when it comes. (laughs) Great stuff. Great stuff. Thanks for thanks for the update. And uh, yeah, looking forward to hearing more. I think we were teased. I, I heard some tease, teaser at some point about this program. Might have been on last week's Fireside. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to seeing that. And uh, looking forward to updated descriptions of, of the EOS network. Like you said, it's a lot of it is outdated stuff. Um, and the new EOS has so much narrative power around it that can be shared in these in these places so i think that's super important all right um and yeah please uh winfred come back on the fireside uh soon and give us some more updates on on the stuff you're working on oh i will (laughs) will do All right, our next uh, promotional interlude is uh, going to be uh, me reminding you guys to join the Lunar Giveaway Contest that's going on right now and is actually was extended a bit um, and it's going to be going on for another week. So you've got plenty of time, regardless if you're listening to this live or if you're listening uh, on the replay, you can go to bblk.io front slash ENF and that's a, a little you'll land on a bounty block contest. There's a little survey uh, that asks questions about your knowledge and preferences uh, about things in the EOS community. You, there's no right or wrong answer. We're just kind of looking to uh, to learn more about what, what people think about EOS. And in exchange, there's some EOS to be won. There's some NFTs to be won. All, all that good stuff. Um, and so, yeah, check out bblk.io front slash ENF and join, uh, join the latest promo and let us know what you think about all these initiatives that are going on in the EOS ecosystem. Link, yes, let me get you a link that is clickable. Well, here's the direct link for you guys, but uh, the short link is bblk.io front slash ENF. There you go. All right, next up, let's hear from Bishop and uh, all the new things that are going on at, over at EOS Support. Bishop, are you, uh, are you around to uh, jump on stage here? Yes, sure. 
Thank you for having me. There you go. Welcome to the fireside again. Thank you. So, hello everyone. My name is Charles Arroyo Bishop. I'm the head of communications over at EOS Support. Uh, we provide to the EOS community free live chat 24 7 on our website, tutorials, uh, community events as well. We have the giveaway show every Thursday at 5 p.m. UTC, where we distribute news about the EOS uh, ecosystem, or have a fun trivia giveaways and as such. And we also provide services to organizations and companies seeking to develop on EOS. One of those being able for them to set up their own DAO infrastructure. So the fractal democracy and the upvote process of Eden can be applied to yet unimagined use cases. But to start off, we successfully launched, for now, the EOS Respect community based on EdenOS. There, all those that are contributing value to the EOS support community and its affiliated projects can then receive and distribute funding using the upvote process. And more importantly, um, report on their projects that they support, ensuring their accountability and transparency. So since the auditing work is such a crucial part of this process, one that aims to achieve accountability and transparency for our public goods and projects on EOS, we published the first EOS support auditor report. So we published it recently, and the goal of the EOS audit is to provide the community with decisive project information to assist in the decision-making when it comes to public good funding. Additionally, the research provided may also be used to bring forth a deeper understanding of our community to its members. The audit provides, well, key points, such as affiliation, contact information, and the current status data on 15 of the most recognized projects on EOS. Our project owners, uh, our goal is to bring them forth with project owners that have skin in the game, them coming, see how projects are going, and fund them based on reliable data. And I guess we'll want to be clear on the EOS ecosystem we want to create. I think most of us imagine one where the people in charge of our ancestral public goods are there based on their contributed value to their projects and not because it's been their job position forever. And the EOS Respect community is proving that the process can be used for just that, to making that happen in our organization. People selecting them based on their value, how much they contribute to their common goal, etc. So with the EOS audit reports, we're about to put out there what the community has always been wanting, more transparency from our public goods and projects on EOS. And this information doesn't come from the project them themselves, but from the auditors' scrutiny. They gather the information the EOS Respect community members and project owners need to make the right informed decisions when it comes to funding. And since it's a crucial part of the EOS Respect community, EOS Audit will have its own decentralized community, onboarding members and checking for accountant skills, and for them to manage themselves in full autonomy and decentralized way. So yes, basically with EOS Audit, we, know we want people to build reputation uh, at auditing and making some money, very basically. And uh, yeah, EOS ne needs to be anti-fragile, able to strive by itself with some accountants, consultants, auditors, and this is what we've tried to do with EOS Audit. And soon coming more information on how the community will look like and how everything will work. And uh, yeah, so this week we've also had EOS Synergy. So many of you maybe know me from the- Hold on, like, hold, on show. hold on, Bishop, hold on, hold on. Let's take, it oh, you... one, let's take it one at a time here. I got a lot <laughs> I want to uh, ask you and share actually about this, uh, this EOS Audit report. That you uh, that you just talked about. I mean, you know, Absolutely. yeah. So the Pomelo team, you know, has been 
hoping for someone to do something like this since basically the start of before season one, actually. And so absolutely thrilled to see what's how this is developing. Uh, I went through the report, you know, uh, today. I love all the categories and the information that you guys are providing. It's a one pager per grant. So if you want to learn more about these grants, uh, you know, you can go to the EOS report. I'm actually, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to name them all, uh, but there's a nice uh, distribution of types of grants as well in there. Some I wasn't very familiar with, others that are very popular, others that I knew a bit, you know, so so that was nice to see as well. And um, maybe maybe you can clarify on how grants can qualify for the next report like this and what the process is for those grants to yeah, to, to join so that we can see more grants included in your in your next edition of the uh, of the audit report. There's no specific process for a auditor on your respect to select a project and a report work on it. But on the EOS respect community, when it comes to being able to distribute funding received in your respect to your projects, it must be affiliated with your support. All you have to do then is uh, just contact us on our website at contact at eosupport.io and set up a meeting, first meeting, to make your project affiliated with us. As always, it brings uh, forth many new uh, advantages for the projects. Uh, they can be in direct contact with us whenever there's a problem. We can help them set up their organization and provide much more for going down the line through use audit and much more. But all, basically, just contact us, of course. And the people exactly in charge who are in use respect are actually the people that are going out there contacting the projects, the ones that they believe in. And so my first move would be, well, to join EOS Respect. If you have projects you love on EOS, that you want to report on them and be part of our community, receive funding, just join EOS Respect. Contact us and it would be our pleasure to onboard you. Perfect. And, you know, on the grant creator side, which I... Uh, have been a grant creator for the past two seasons now with the with the hot sauce, the EOS news show uh, that our team hosts. And we've, you know, applied for we got funding last season in Pomelo and then also in season four as well. And, you know, it was very ju just wanted to highlight to other grant creators that it's very easy to be included in this report. Basically, uh, Dario reached out to me explaining the concept. He's like, hey, do you want hot sauce to be affiliated to the to EOS support, there's an audit involved, etc. I was like, yeah, that sounds great. You know, what exactly is involved? And it, it was fairly simple. It was like, okay, well, you know, you need to highlight what you what you promised in your grant application and then show us the proof that you delivered on what you promised. So personally, we had already compiled all that data uh, during our season four grant application, which we showed kind of what we've done for season three in the that new section for grant creators that can showcase give you an up, give an update on the previous season so we already had uh, all of that data available and we just kind of sent it over to, to Dario and you know it was fa fairly easy so it's not um, as a grand creator you know it was, it, this was this was great and I I'm happy that someone in the community is kind of collecting all of that information together uh, in one spot because I imagine, you know, we're not the only grant creators that are tracking what they've been doing, update, you know, for their for their new grant pitches season after season. So, so you know, I think it's really good that finally, you know, there's, there seems to be one spot in the community that can kind of gather all that information and make it easy to find for people who want to do more research on these Pomelo grants. So, exactly. yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely great. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you.
round of applause, give you the horn as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I wanted to at least you know share these comments before before we move on to. Uh, Thank you. Now having a transparent and accountable public goods on EOS is not an easy task, but I think EOS auditing what we're trying to do can help a lot with that. I'm just glad. Oh, that's right. So Daniel Keyes here bringing some important clarification in, in, in terms of being affiliated. Yeah. So in the report, you can see that EOS support status if the project is affiliated or not. So uh, that's right. Those are two separate things uh, to be included in this, the EOS report. Just reach out to, just reach out to EOS support and provide, you know, the information about your grant. So okay. Always. Good, good clarification. Yes. Be a top 15 grant, right, on Pomelo. There you go. Okay, did you want to, uh, yeah, share, uh, sh explain to us the new show that you guys are putting on that I, I just heard about recently myself. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing about this. So far, the giveaway show has been going very well. I'm very happy of all the good times that we have every week with our community at each event, 5 p.m. ETC on YouTube for your support and on Twitter Spaces as well. It's been a fun show since June we started it, and it's going, been going so well that what the hell has created many others. We have nine supported languages at your support, and I think having more events such as this one, but for all the languages, is a top priority for the EOS community. We want people out there to know about EOS news, about what's happening in our network, and EOS Synergy is the first step in that. We launched the show with Haza, which has been hosting it for the first time on Tuesday. And we'll be helping him and all the others that want to launch a show just like this one down the line, bring them information and make it better each time. The goal with EOS Synergy is to its concept is to bring forth on the show many different project owners and other community members of EOS Synergy, the people watching, helping the project owners find synergies between them, ways they can help each other, maybe grow together. And it's a fun and nice idea to for an event like this one. And I'm very happy to see how it's been going and what we'll bring in next Tuesday as a new weekly event for the US community. And again, we will have EOS news, trivia, giveaways, and all the fun it needs to be a good show for any new uh, community member, crypto enthusiasts, or people in that specific language that just want to discover more about EOS. And so having one for as many languages as possible is our goal. And anyone that wants or has the passion to animate events such as this one is highly welcome to again contact us at your support, join our team, and maybe host an event such as the EU Synergy of the giveaway show. For me, it's been a pleasure since I first did it in June. Uh, great fun all together in the EU's community at the giveaway show, having the trivia and all things. So it's been a pleasure so far, but with your Synergy, we have a new one and hoping to have much more. There you go. That's great. Uh, great, great concept that you guys are, are bringing forth. Looking forward to seeing it. All right. I don't know if you guys noticed, but there was a surge of members in the EOS Discord community uh, channel lately in the last week or so i gave 
I gave the warning last week on the fireside, if you remember, that we were maybe going to see a surge, and we've actually seen 741 new members join the server since since that time. We're up to 70, over 7,400, almost 7,500. Um, so that's great to see. I think it's uh, due to the Lunar New Year giveaway promo that we're, uh, you know, doing across all communities, so English, Korean, and, and Chinese. And so I think a lot of a lot of new members from those communities have been joining the server. So uh, welcome to all of those, all of you. If some of them are with us right now on the fireside or listening live or later, um, yeah, welcome, welcome to the community. Um, so on that note, we've reached our next milestone for the Road to 10K promotion. So this uh, promotion was started last year, and we're basically awarding prizes every time we have a uh, thousand new members. Uh, joining the server up until 10,000 members. And so in order to qualify for these prices, you need to generate your own custom invite link for the EOS community server and just share that link with your friends on social media, get people to join the community, and then you'll earn some uh, some points on the leaderboard and uh, very likely be able to earn fun prizes, as always, EOS, NFTs, surprises, all that good stuff. And so, yeah, so definitely um, very, fairly easy to jump on the leaderboard and earn some prizes. Only a couple invites, you know, was good enough in the, in the first two rounds to jump on that leaderboard. So really uh, get in there, earn some prizes. And um, for those of you who get a lot of people in, well, there's up to 50 EOS up for grabs for that first place prize. And, and then I've shared the, uh, the link to the blog post for those of you who want to learn more. And so for those of you who had invites for the uh, in the last little bit, you can check out check your EOS account for some prizes in the coming days. Next up, um, I wanted to uh, talk about the latest edition of the Swiss Antelope Workshop. These have been hosted by Patrick from Nova Crypto for many years now. It used to be the EOSIO Workshop. It had a rebrand recently along with the rest of the EOS community. Um, but it doesn't seem like Patrick's with us today. So we're just going to keep that topic for another day. I think I'm sure Patrick will be more than happy to uh, share with everyone uh, some of the highlights of this workshop and some of the interviews and, and the interesting EOS um, people that he, he's able to interview during these workshops. At Nova Joy, that's right. Um, here we go. Let's. Uh, yeah, baby, yeah. In honor of Pat Nova Joy. Um, all right. Quick reminder, also, if you're out here in Discord, claim your POP token, join the raffle, end of the month raffle, fun prizes to be won. Um, also, quick Pomelo update. Well, actually, it's not much of an update. It's more of a teaser. Um, we'll be hearing more about uh, Pomelo-related uh, activities very soon. But if you go check out the Pomelo Twitter today, there was a mysterious post that went up 
I'm not too sure what that's about. Actually, I'm going to be not as involved in in the, in the Pomel team for this season. Uh, Martin on our team is going to be more involved. So we'll be hearing more from Martin on the coming shows. And I'm looking forward to to learning. Uh, yeah, seeing what's up in the uh, in the coming weeks for Pomelo. Let me, of course, find that tweet for you guys. There it is, Daniel Keyes coming in clutch today. <laughs> fast, fast click in from Daniel Keyes this week and last week actually. Able to mint the first raffle ticket of the month. All right, if, if we wanna go two hours, I'm gonna need some help from you guys. We're gonna need some more questions, some more comments. I'm running out of topics uh, quicker than anticipated. I got a, a quick update on the effect dial. There we uh, go. DJ Nova coming in clutch once again. Our proposal, uh, just endorsing the ENF and Pomelo and uh, as everything Bishop has talked about with EOS support, uh, I think what they're doing is absolutely great. Uh, I think we have we have 30 uh, votes and the voting's done. So unanimous endorsement of ENF and Pomelo. Definitely uh, going to advocate uh, everyone in the DAO and team members participate in the next season. Uh, I think a few people in our DAO like, are interested in building uh, something, a grant too. Uh, David here, uh, David B, uh, he's uh, actually uh, both in the DAO and on the team side. Join us uh, as well here on the fireside chat if you want to say anything. Um, just say hi or something. <laughs> Hi everybody. Yeah, nice to meet you. Good to be here and um, be part of the EOS community to reconnect with all of you. Hey David, great, uh, great of you to uh, join in. We hope to hear from you more in the future. Absolutely, we have we've been building for the past year, and uh, we're very excited to share with all of you. Right, so let me check out that link you shared. So real quickly here for the people who may not have heard you in the last few weeks, what, what is this uh, proposal all about and uh, what does this unanimous vote mean? Uh, so with uh, Effect DAO, for, well, to keep, to keep things simple, for the most part, you can draft a sentiment proposal, which is like, I endorse this thing. And uh, people can vote, yes, I agree, or no. And so, like in the, the bottom, I said, vote yes if you endorse Effect DAO out, outreaching to the broader EOS community, including ENF and Pomelo. And aside from that, in this proposal, I kind of do the shout out to the EOS power up and EOS support. And then I other grants like I found interesting. And so, yeah, like we have like a long list of proposals. If you like uh, go back to the proposals page and click close, you can scroll down to like the long history of proposals we've made since like the start of the DAO about two years ago. And uh, does that uh, explain things better? Yes, totally. For sure. That's great. And people are uh, who can vote in these um, in these proposals. Anyone right. holding EFX tokens? 
Right. So we have uh, that's like half of it because we also have a, a governance co- co- token called NFX. And so on DeFi box, there's a, a liquidity pool for EFX and NFX. And uh, there's a there's a process of something called stakeage where you got to hold your EFX. But yeah, once you have a combination of EFX and NFX, um, you, your vote weight kind of grows over time until you, you, it hits like the, how much NFX you have. So yeah, you basically need two tokens and then you can vote. Just to vote, you just to join the DAO, you only need 500 EFX and then only like one NFX to just vote. But you know, the vote weight is like proportional to how much of the tokens you have. Okay, very cool, very cool. So we can see that uh, the active EFX community fully supports uh, the outreach uh, to our communities, which is great to see for sure. There you go. And yeah, Nathan, really... you also have a collection on Pomelo, which is great. Taking yeah, I started to uh... feature. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of the like since I'm one of the highest vote weight DAO members on the Effect DAO, and so yeah, I'm gonna endorse. Like as the season goes on, I think I'll probably like endorse you know my favorite grants here on our DAO and like try to encourage people to support it because we get the uh, vote rewards every cycle. I'm definitely gonna convert you know my EFX to some EOS support my favorite grants beautiful and you you even have that mint pomelo heart-shaped diamond as your profile picture fully <laughs> f- ni- nice uh, nice nice flex there uh, on being fully part of the pomelo community all right i'm just going to give a shout out to all of the grants here uh that are on that are in your collection there's 10 of them um we've got eos support eos eyes eos power up EOS Authority, the Recaps, EOS Turkey YouTube channel, the Hot Sauce, uh, the Vault, DeFi Box Vault, video tutorials for EOS support, and Recover Plus. Shout out to all those grants, and uh, yeah, thanks for uh, yeah, thanks for being an active part of the community. It's been great. It's been great having you on these on these firesides. It's great attending too. It's always useful, cool information on these chats. Perfect. And I encourage anyone in the chat, if you guys have questions about EFX, what they're all about, how you can get involved, what their value proposition is, uh, you know, feel free, jump in, um, ask away. Daniel Keyes dropping some interesting Pomelo facts. 15% of season four donations came via collections. Very cool. Will that grow in season five? Of course, of course. How much can I bet on that? Uh, Yevin asking for a link to the EFX NFX liquidity pool. There you go. Yeah, we, you, have to kind of, you have to search for NFX. So you select EFX and then for the other token, you search for NFX.
Yeah, well, if, um, so for EFX, the token, yeah, we have a, I think there's like a hundred million EFX on, if you look at the, the, the hot wallet and cold wallet for KuCoin. And then we have, uh, the bridge for Binance Smart Chain, which, uh, which is with workers like, and then that's for EFX and for DeFi box is the only place to get the NFX. And we also got our Discord too. I don't know if it's okay to post it. Uh, but if people have more questions, we can uh, talk to them there as well. Don't want to like, you know, spend the whole show talking about Effect Network. I could if I wanted to. Yo, we, we still have an hour and 10 minutes to go and I'm running out of topics. So <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing stopping you from talking about EFX. And then, you know, people don't want to learn more about EFX. They don't have to listen to the show, really. So really, there's no harm. Um, yeah, here, let me... Exactly. So if people have questions, happy for them to ask them and then happy for you to answer. Don't don't be shy. Yeah, the, I guess uh, the other main goal is because we have um, a good. Uh, so like with Effect.js, uh, which is like basically a NPM module. You can have like uh, you can create a, a campaign for as a requester to for our work for the workforce to do these tasks, and um, basically our primary goal right now is finding developers to build you know cool apps that can activate this workforce, and that's why uh, we definitely want to like uh, engage with the Pinello community because uh, I think uh, my personal idea is a lot of the people who apply for grants they could have you know developer experience and uh, maybe be interested you know building a app uh, and like submitting a proposal on our DAO. Uh, for like uh, a grant to build it out, and uh, so I think there's a lot of synergy that can happen between uh, the Effect DAO and you know broader US community and Pomelo. Indeed, as um, DJ is mentioning, um, we're building a microtasking platform, and we think we can bring a lot of users to EOS, where there's a microtasking platform. Uh, built by workers, for workers, and managed by workers via the DAO. And we think we have a pretty interesting use case here um, that um, really benefits from a decentralized blockchain such as EOS. Right, Fiverr, yeah, it, it's like, uh, Fiverr is like five, <laughs> it's based on the idea of $5, right? So with microtasking, you can kind of go scale it down even more. With with uh, effect, like a good focus for the microtasking is like building data sets. That's why we're kind of really like trying to appeal to the AI audience because you can build a giant data set of say image, like uh, like, like with image recognition, you you can have a worker look at a a task. I mean, look look at an image, say what it is, and then now build up a data set of all these labeled images. Yeah, exactly, Mechanical Turk. Uh, that's uh the, what we want. To, well, what Effect aspired to build out, and it works now on uh, EOS. Indeed, yeah, it looks it's more like a mechanical Turk than it's a fiber. What's a mechanical Turk? Turk for those who may not know, like me. 
So Amazon yeah. has basically this platform where you have very small tasks that you get paid like cents. So like you could have an image that you need to analyze and say what it is. You could have maybe uh, translate something that you request to translate a sentence into another language, stuff like that. And uh, you basically, it's like the way the work is structured is you have like thousands and thousands of these individual tasks and you distribute it to thousands of you know workers who do it and then it gets done really, really quickly. One of the issues with Amazon Mechanical Turk is that because oftentimes um, these companies that hire in then these micro -tasker, taskers, they have way too much power and oftentimes the workers get kind of screwed over. Um, they either get very paid very little or oftentimes they find themselves in conflict issues with um, the companies that hire Amazon in order to distribute these micro tasks. So we think it's a very unfair environment and um, that we're trying to build it in more fair and sustainable way for all of the parties involved. But also the um, original story about the mechanical Turk is that once upon a time there was this Turkish um, royalty and he wanted this automatic chessboard game and in somebody invented one but just put somebody underneath the chessboard to move the chess pieces and ever since then we've been using that as uh, a process that processes that look automated but are actually managed by humans in the background. Very cool, very cool. Thanks for that little tidbit of information. Hey, you guys, I have a question. This is Jack Bytes. Um, let's say if I have a task that, <clears throat> that I can post, how do you guys verify the integrity, the authenticity of the answers or the findings? So right now we have a qualification system where uh, workers need to earn their qualifications and in that sense they kind of prove that their ability to be able to do a certain kind of work. And afterwards, um, with the whole validation system, we, we're still working on that and, and smoothing that out and making sure that we can actually punish workers or um, make sure that their behavior aligns into providing good work. It's a pretty problem that we've solved in the past by using AI, but since we've decentralized the platform, we need to build that up back again. Yeah, that's what I, I remember that you <clears throat> were using AI, and I was pretty impressed of what I read before, but I already forgot uh, the details. Um, so if, if um, so you drop the AI um, um, response on this and you're kind of just working on based on reputation. Is that what it is? Yes. Um, indeed, like so in the past, the original founders, they um, envisioned the platform to be um, a marketplace for AI algorithms, but we've kind of dropped that. And um, mm -hmm. the AI part that I'm talking about is just um, an intern once came into um, our company and develop an AI algorithm in order to kind of sort out what the quality of the work of a worker was. And um, But we haven't implemented that back into our new system. Oh, I see, I see. So these workers, um, and you have them all around the world, correct? Yeah, all that, you need is a MetaMask account or, or uh, in EOS Anchor wallet. Uh, yeah, a good reason, like I'm, a reason I'm hyped for the EVM, I, 
of course, this is like probably asking more work for the team. But yeah, like uh, one reason, one way to attract workers is just they don't have to set up, you know, the complicated process of an anchor wallet. But yeah, anyone can uh, become a worker and then do a qualification. So tasks, um, I set up in our Discord uh, a little notification service that like it, it, it sends a message out if there's tax, tasks online because usually they go by pretty fast and get completed. Do you have any minimums and maximums or, or the difficulty of the task? Or how can we <clears throat> have a reference of what is it that we can assign and what is it that we cannot assign? Is there a list of, uh, you know, these thresholds or, uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's a threshold on the size of the task and also a threshold on the complexity of the task maybe even a threshold on the on how many you know cities or locations can we expand this this tasks like for example if i choose a country and then i choose a region and then a sub region can i duplicate this tasks into other regions within that country within with with the same request Unfortunately, we don't have uh, metrics yet uh, for geographical like locations. But uh, in regards to complexity and how big a task can be, um, basically you can write out your own template uh, for uh, the task to be like for what the task is, and um, it will be an unmoderated type template, and then you can submit it to um, you know the Discord and talk about it, and then it can be set become an approved one. Uh, it, so it's directly like you, you can still access an unmod unmoderated one, but for the complexity, it can be as complex as you want, and you can chart give like people like you know a fraction of VFX, but that doesn't necessarily mean anyone's going to do it. Like you can have, you know, if it, if you make it too complicated, the workers can make their own judgment and say, "I don't really want to do this." So you kind of have to balance it out. Thank you. We, we do try to hold a guideline of um, $2 per hour and um, trying to keep the tasks uh, under one minute per task. But um, there are no hard, guide, um, hard limits on that yet. And it's just guidelines for now. Interesting. Little off topic note, we've had seven new members join the server since uh, just like uh, two hours ago when I last checked. Not even. So that's cool. Woohoo! So I posted the link there. So if you want to sign up and uh, do a qualifier, or uh, if you're lucky and there's tasks there, you can complete them and get some EFX.
Well, I can break the silence here. This is Jesse with the bees. Um, I just want to share in the chat something that was shared by Trimbot that I thought was really interesting. That the IMF released a paper that briefly discusses EOS. And they just say, like, real quick, that EOS has 21 validators. Um, but I think it's really cool that the IMF referenced EOS. I don't know if you guys knew that. I think it just came out today or Trimbot found it today. So that's pretty cool. Yes, that is pretty cool. And I was uh, muted. I was talking to myself once more. I do it once a show. Keep it consistent. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if that was uh, today. I don't think, I'm not sure if it was published today. I think I've heard about this before. Um, but yeah, here, there you go, sharing the tweet here um, about Trimbot. Yes, Trimbot, bat signal. <laughs> Trimbot is back. Looks like he took a month off. Um, definitely great to have Trimbot back in action out there on social media, posting the memes, spreading the story of the new EOS as wide as he can. Doing great work out there. Round of applause for Trimbot, Trimbot coming back to the social media environment. There you go, Recep here saying that the report referenced by Trimbot today was published in June of 2022 and it did not get the attention it deserved. Yeah, definitely nice to see EOS being mentioned in there. So while I was muted, I was sharing, uh, you know, the last topic of the day that I have here on my list, which is another tip of the hat for WordProof. And uh, the ENF highlighted a recent interview that Sebastian from WordProof had with Adobe recently. And while I didn't listen to the entire interview, I did click through it a bit. And um, some of the highlights, if you will, is that Adobe is uh, starting a content authenticity initiative, or is it, maybe it's already started, but basically that's the topic of the interview. And um, Adobe is looking for ways to allow content creators to kind of timestamp their content without necessarily having to do so in the form of an NFT. Um, and so Sebastian from WordProof is talking to uh, the representative from Adobe about this type of stuff. Uh, what's the state of trust in the world today? What are the what your vision idea on the current state of blockchain slash Web3 uh, for the adoption of trust tech? What is the role of poly policymakers? And what should be the role of big tech in restoring trust on the internet? And what will be the state of trust in 2030? Will it be worse or better than right now? So some of some of the topics that were discussed on this uh, on this interview. Um, actually, let's uh, let's see what you guys think in the chat here. What will the state of trust be in 2030? Will it be worse or better? If you think it's going to be better, leave a one. If you think it's going to be worse, leave a zero in the chat. And, you know, you can interpret what that means whatever way you want. Um, here we go. Jack Bites coming in with a one. Optimistic. Uh, optimist. Not optimistic answer. I want, to, I want to say one as well, actually. There we go. Rhett coming in with the one due to EOS. 0.5 drew trying to be optimistic but also realistic maybe um but yeah hopefully you know 
uh, WordProof is talking with Adobe on a deeper level than just this podcast, which I imagine is likely to be the case. And how great would it be if WordProof using the EOS blockchain is the solution that Adobe integrates to timestamp basically all of the creative content that is done through the Adobe suite. So this is pure speculation on my part. I have no idea if this is true or not. I definitely hope it's true. Um, and actually reached out to Sebastian from WordProof, uh, asked him to come on the fireside. I haven't gotten a hold of him yet, um, but uh, hopefully I do. And yeah, hopefully Sebastian can come on here and share some of it, the updates from his, uh, from his company directly with us. That'd be great. Oh, we've got Patrick. Nova Crypto in the house. Welcome to the chat, Patrick. We missed you earlier. Yeah, still. baby, yeah. Um, I actually brought up uh, the latest, the latest um, edition of the Swiss Antelope Workshop, but I didn't talk about it. I figured you would join eventually to talk about it either uh, this week or next week. So maybe if you want to jump on uh, stage here and share a bit about the latest uh, release for the Swiss Antelope Workshop. Yeah, hello, Stefan. How are you? hey, you're kind of you're kind of low, Patrick. Do you hear me? Yes, but it's slow. Ah, okay. Better? No. Not better. Okay. And now, better? Uh, no, it's still low, but we can. I can hear you, so so you can go ahead. Ah, okay. So I hope you are, you are doing well. I was just joining now. Um, so yeah, we have the Antelope Swiss Workshop number 18. That's the first of the season four, already season four. And that's every two months. So to, to finish on December 9, we have six, six workshops again for this year. And on this one, I had the chance to interview Red uh, Pool of Zizen Global. So we have addressed the... Um, the last quarter uh, 2022 about the, the trade shows uh, in Europe and Singapore, uh, the result of the of the Antelope uh, boots. That was the first part of the interview. And the second part of the interview was about the GDPR, how it is so important to be GDPR compliant when you are working with uh, users that are uh, in Europe, and with uh, data collectors, what does it mean? Because Red it as the base of the Europe chain uh, and EOS block producer um, Amsterdam. So he has a lot of experience with the GDPR. So we have made uh, the second part of the video about that, mentioning also a uh, work proof, Sebastian van der Lans and the timestamping and how the blockchain Antelope uh, Web3 solution can help to be GDPR compliant. That's very um, good to be on the chain when you are to be uh, GDPR compliant. So that was with Red. With Red. Uh, I, have those, I had also um, an update with Jesse Jaffe of the Bees, so EOS Bees, about the, the Twitter situation uh, since then. Um, um, uh, Elon Musk has balked uh, Twitter, how it benefits the, the bees and how it benefits also the, the EOS community to, 
to be uh, with this new Twitter um, going more in the direction to to ban the the bots and accept more and more real humans. So we covered that. Covered also uh, the the um, a cockpit. We showcase a cockpit that uh, I am doing for the bees uh, about the swarms to, to see the metrics, the, the result of the swarms that will be very well used on Pomelo season five to analyze the, the return of the of the grants of the own grants and the and the swarms. Then I had a video interview with uh, Daniel Keys of EOS Nation and uh, on the lead of Pomelo. Uh, so we have covered the, the closing of Pomelo season four. Uh, EOS support doing the, um, let's say, the analysis analysis report uh, for uh, Pomelo and also some uh, interesting uh, topics about some, uh, uh, let's say, uh, quid pro quo and uh, things going on during Pomelo season four that were uh, uh, observed. Uh, we have also speak about the bounties this feature uh, where you have to submit uh, something in GitHub, a GitHub issue for your bounty, how it goes with the bounty, the, the process, and the collection uh, that Daniel Keys now is a delegate level one of Eden Onyost, want to create a collection into uh, Pomelo about Eden Onyost to, to push his uh, promise as a delegate uh, level one with the rest of his. Uh, uh, group and uh, finally we had an interview uh, dancing joy uh, tadas veticunas uh, vlad and myself about the hidden fractal update number four so how is how is it going into hidden fractal what are the the current uh, stage of the hidden fractal and how we continue to to innovate there so a nice workshop for the first of the season. And the next one is planned for uh, March 23rd. That's on every 23rd, every two months. And uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, there is a nice article on Bywire. Uh, I will put maybe a link uh, where you find uh, all the video and um, a resume about this uh, Antelope Swiss workshop, basically. Yeah, baby. Uh, yeah, baby. Basically Sorry, Patrick. Misclicked there, but I'm I'm ready as soon as you're done talking for the sound effect. <laughs> I just want to say we are uh, sit down on something uh, beautiful. We have all the technology, we have all, and now we are uh, humans, and we have to collaborate more between us. And we push on this season the EOS Digital Extended Network. By the way, that's make Eden EOS Digital Extended Network and. That's what we, we push, and uh, this uh, workshop was exactly about this theme. So thank you, uh, my guest, and uh, without uh, them, there was no uh, possible uh, interviews. So thank you to, to have trust and continue. Thank you. Yeah, baby, yeah. All right, thanks, Patrick, for, uh, for that uh, nice recap. And yeah, please share the links in the chat here for, uh, for your Absolutely. YouTube, for the article, for all the things. We will do.
All right, so that was it for my list of topics. Uh, you know, at this point, we can open it up uh, to the community if anyone has comments, questions, updates they want to share about their projects. Uh, yeah, do it up. Also, actually, um, we've also started um, running a Google form for people who want to ask questions on, during the, the fireside, but maybe they're not able to join us live on Discord. So you can fill out that, that form every week. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take a look uh, before the fireside chat. And then if there's topics you want discussed or comments you want to share or a question you want to ask someone, you can kind of fill out that form and we'll do our best to, to share as many as we can. So this week, actually, we had one question from Mark. And the question is, when is EOS set to deploy multi-threading? So I'm actually going to send that question over to Eve if he's around right now. When is EOS I am. set to deploy multi-threading? So I'm, I'm going to take a stab at guessing what this person is asking. Um, and if that's not the question, then whoever wrote that can send another subsequent question. I'm guessing that they're talking about multi-threading in terms of um, functions that are capable of being processed from within the the processor, uh, but leveraging multiple cores. That's my guess. Um, so EOS, I mean, predominantly is is uh, using a single thread, and so it's using one core to do the majority of the operations. Um, now there are some minimal operations that are, I believe, being pushed over to um, a few side cores, but very minimal. It doesn't really change very much. It doesn't really impact very much. So predominantly when you're, um, your infrastructure is really just using one core at a time in, in general. I'm overgeneralizing, but that's generally the sense. Um, and those functions that have been pushed away, let's say to other cores, that's been for, for, for years at this point. So there's no um, on the roadmap anytime soon actually leveraging other cores outside of that main uh, core zero on a CPU. Um, having said that, though, there's kind of the second part of the answer here is part of the roadmap for EOS um, in terms of being able to, in a way, multi-thread or, or expand horizontally. Instead of doing so at the CPU level, it is at the um, at the you know, at the chain level essentially, um, and it's what we talked about earlier, uh, referring to IPC. So it's this idea that if you needed to have more throughput or more capacity that than one or that one particular instance or one node can provide, um, this idea that um, and it's still very new, still very infant uh, in stages, but it is live now. This idea that you'd be able to push certain functions or certain um, uh, certain of your requirements for your particular use case onto other iterations of Antelope. So maybe, and this is still very, very early, so we're still discussing this. Um, it's still very much theoretical at this point. But this idea that let's say you have an application and you've got way more users than currently the native chain can handle. I believe the latest numbers for Wax, and somebody can correct me on the numbers, but they've guesstimated, I think they, um, they can't go over theoretically uh, 150 million accounts or something like that currently. Um, and, and that's theoretical, but the actual, I think they have 20 million accounts and it's already pushing them limits. But this idea of IBC and I guess in a way multi-threading to a certain degree, 
um, could be, and we don't have an answer on how to do this yet, but that perhaps an application that would have more than that amount of accounts or, or requirement of accounts or users could perhaps spin a single chain that would only handle accounts and or multiple chains that would handle accounts and then somehow linking that back up through IBC and obviously um, reducing that latency through instant finality that'll come um, this fall, reducing that so that you can effectively like expand horizontally almost infinitely. And I'm just mentioning accounts, but it could be, that's referring more to RAM limitations, but it could be computational process limitations for what one or can currently do. It could be for a variety of other use cases where you could deploy logic on one chain um, or on multiple chains while also still being tied to uh, the mainnet. So if you you think of this idea of one instance currently of the EOS mainnet being in a way kind of like a single core, then the the iteration or the roadmap for expanding that to multi-core, the approach currently is through IBC by essentially spinning up new chains and having those new chains kind of act as other cores in a way. Um, but if it was more so on the hardware front and really talking about CPU, uh, then generally EOS is single, um, single thread in terms of one core, some functions on, on side cores. And if somebody more technical wants to go into even further detail, but I tried to give a, a high level overview of this without being too technical. Well, Mark, I hope that answers your question. I think it's a pretty good answer. Um, uh, I wasn't too sure what Mark meant by his question, but I'm glad Eve, Eve, Eve had a better idea and took a great shot at it. And yeah, if Mark, uh, you want, uh, if that doesn't quite answer your question, submit another question and, and we'll get to it next week. Uh, so I shared the form here in the voice chat. Uh, we'll be sharing this form a bit more across social media. Foreigner wants me to pin it up in one of our channels in this server, which is a good idea. I'll definitely do that. And yeah, so you can feel free to use that form. Uh, but if you're with us live, definitely we prefer you guys to just come on air, jump on the mic and share your questions with us or written in this in our voice chat. But if not, there's another another option for everyone. This is also a design decision, just to add to that, because I'm reading the chat. Um, Typically, uh, a single core, or in the case that EOS, most nodes that are run by BPs are essentially gaming rigs, like they're very highly efficient single core machines. Now, obviously, pretty much every CPU now has multi-core. But when you look at, let's say, enterprise-grade Hardware, so enterprise-grade CPUs like the Xeons, for example, uh, on the Intel side, they will typically have a lower clock speed overall and more cores, whereas a more desktop type of rig, so let's say like an i9 on the Intel side, will have a higher clock speed on those single cores and will even be able to boost higher type of thing. And EOS essentially went the route of being able to optimize for higher clock speeds so that each um, block can be processed faster than, uh, let's say, optimizing for multi-core, which then means the transactions and what you can put in the transaction is less and it's uh, processed slower, but yet you could potentially uh, parallelize, parallelize, uh, parallel, so parallelize. Anyways, you know what I'm trying to say. 
Um, so it's just a different design approach. Uh, it could have gone either way, um, and we would have had ultimately a very similar experience, uh, likely at the user level, but um, it's just a different approach. And typically, the enterprise-grade CPUs will catch up to the single core clock speeds that desktop CPUs has, but it's always a lag, it's always a delay. So you either go run route or the other. And for EOS, it was all about that that, that throughput within a single core because there wasn't the necessarily the need for multi-core um, to the point where you need, let's say, 96 cores or, or 48 cores or something like that. And so it, it just went in one direction versus the other. Parallelize, parallelize, yes. Yes, parallelalala, exactly. I have a question for Eve. Is that UK, Canadian, or British English? Parallelalala. Uh, that's got to be the French Canadian English. <laughs> There, there are a few other words that are incredibly <laughs> difficult for me to pronounce. That's one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. La, 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 it's excellent. Yeah. So, so with IBC, um, there, we have like the connection of the current chains. Do you envision more just like taking advantage of it and from now on, like, news, like, popping up and trying to connect as well? I'm hoping so. I mean, up until last week, that wasn't even an option. Um, and so I'm hoping that this function does get utilized and that we see more and more use cases come out of this. I know that at the, um, at the coalition front, uh, one of the things that uh, we're currently working on um, is the RAM limitation, um, I guess, issues. Um, and when I say issues, I say, I say it very loosely. So in the current rigs that are being used, uh, typically 128 gigs of RAM is the, the most that the, um, uh, that, that the, the motherboards can handle. Um, and, you know, looking at different ways to be able to leverage RAM, but not necessarily get hit by those limitations on the hardware front. Um, so we're looking at how potentially IBC could be leveraged for that. And that's just one example of, of maybe what IBC could do. But outside of this as well, looking at, for example, in your case with Effect AI, which bottlenecks potentially um, could be alleviated by potentially running multiple instances of Antelope uh, in the back end or, you know, another application, how could they could leverage that new functionality to essentially provide a better user experience or lower cost or whatever it may be. Because this function is now available, I, I do certainly hope that people come with um, more creative ways of leveraging that. And then more importantly afterwards, that those use cases are being shared openly so that they form uh, baseline architectural blueprints for what's possible now with this. So we saw that a few years ago, uh, a significant shift in how people started deploying applications on blockchain in general, where you know, even just three years ago, people were essentially trying to build everything on the blockchain. Every single aspect of their, their stack was trying to be ported over the blockchain. 
And we saw that that may not have been the most efficient thing and or even just kind of a complete waste uh, with very little benefit. And over time, people started getting better, uh, developers started getting better at what should be potentially run on the blockchain, what should not. And as that became more prevalent, people started putting out their blueprints. Here's what you could do, et cetera. And so the space evolved that way very quickly. And I'm hoping that we see that with IBC as well. So although this was only deployed a week ago, give or take, um, I, I, I would say that it, it will take time until we see, start to see kind of the, the ways that people are able to start leveraging this. And, and that will take time. Uh, and so I would imagine that we really won't see the true benefits of IBC anytime soon. I mean, I'd like to be uh, proven wrong on that, and I'd like to be surprised. That'd be great. But realistically, I think we're only going to see the power of IBC come when there's really demand, which I would argue at this state there isn't enough demand, but also uh, enough building blocks alongside that. So even today, if you want to leverage IBC, uh, you know, you need reference implementation, you need documentation, you need examples, you need, there's a lot of building blocks that are still not there, still not present yet, a lot of the integration that's still not there yet, that needs to occur before you can even, you know, start to take advantage of this. And that that takes time. Um, so going along with the uh, blog announcement tomorrow, and the activation on Saturday, uh, with even gnome, there's also a podcast that will be out uh, with Areg, our director of engineering at the ENF, who's uh, deeply involved with all of this, and Noam, uh, who's basically the head lead engineer for the IBC. So, if you really want to get into the weeds of like what's possible now, what's what these building blocks can do, and what some potential use cases are in the future, then I highly suggest you tune into uh, the podcast. It definitely sounds like it's something that's available for pretty much any EOS project if they reach a throughput problem, because it'll be like you'll be a victim of your own success, right? So you have to, uh, so having all these building blocks available, I think will definitely be great. Yeah, part of what will change as well, I think, in the future, and it's not going to happen now, but um, instead of, because what you just mentioned kind of uh, um, rang a bell and, and it made me think of something, instead of implementing IBC or leveraging IBC once you reach um, a bottleneck or when you believe you're going to reach a bottleneck, what will be interesting is because this will be a base now function in the future at some point, building with IBC integrated part of your design from the onset instead of uh, being reactive, but being very proactive. So obviously during a transition phase, that's not... Um, that's not possible. And we're seeing like, for example, Wax is likely going to be a user of that. And we're likely going to be pushing a lot of the, the limits currently anyways with Wax. Um, but in the future, ideally what happens is you never reach that bottleneck. You're already building from the get-go knowing that this piece of technology will be able to leverage so you never hit the bottlenecks that potentially can be prevented uh, from the get-go. And that, again, it will take a very long time until we have enough building blocks, examples, templates, et cetera, so that people just know how to use this thing. I think some of the first use cases you'll see are the like, most common ones that you see with uh, non-trustless bridges. So I do think we'll see uh, wrapped tokens making their way over to EOS, which I, I think 
we've been lacking them for a while. So I, I believe there was a wrapped wax on EOS and there was a wrapped Telos on EOS, but uh, those bridges uh, shut down a long time ago. So I think seeing things like that is probably the most immediate use case that you'll see. So especially with uh, Yield Plus incentivizing TVL uh, on DeFi protocols on EOS, I could see liquidity from the other chains coming over to EOS in a wrapped token, uh, basically matched against EOS in a liquidity pool because that would qualify the EOS side of that pool for the Yield Plus liquidity program. I think that'll probably be the very first thing we see. Um, but as we keep saying, like there's it's a foundational technology and there's a lot of building blocks that are still needed. So to see the really advanced use cases, I, I, I think we're, we're a little bit of a ways off still. So we had another question coming in live during the fireside chat on the Google form here. Um, but you guys actually just answered it, but I'll, I'll ask it anyway. So FGN here asks, uh, are there any partnerships and integrations being prepared in connection with the launch of EVM and IBC? And uh, Stefan, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. So I actually had a question, which kind of aligns with the question that you're asking, which is from the perspective of the community in terms of marketing, because I have seen a decent chunk of comments on Twitter, and I do believe in listening to the feedback that we receive from the community. So in terms of marketing, what would the EOS community want to see from the ENF? I'm not promising that we will deliver on these wishes, but it would just be interesting to hear directly from like community members. When you say there's not enough marketing or EOS has never had marketing. Like, what do you want to see um, being done for you to feel like that there's marketing or that there's attention being driven towards um, EOS? Great question. My answer is just, just do all the things, although I know that's not a, a realistic answer. Um, that is not an answer. Disqualified. <laughs> Next. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously, I think a lot of community, EOS community members have their own opinions on this stuff. Um, would love to hear from many of you that are with us here on Discord right now. Please jump, jump on here on the mic or in the chat. Leave your message there. Or if you're listening on the replay, leave your comments in the Google form that we now have. Mm. And then we'll, we'll get to these comments and ideas uh, maybe next week. Thank you. Guys, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. I would love to see. I would love to see. This is Perry, by the way. I would love to see a more funds go to what I consider the choke points of of onboarding new members, which are basically great. New members to what? New members to what? Because there's a bunch of stuff. New members to to our governance program. New members, new accounts. The blockchain, all those things have a common choke point, and it is the onboarding process relating to the wallet, the first exchange buy, uh, the storing of keys. All of this has been a topic of discussion for literally years. And the idea that we're, we're going to conferences and we're talking about marketing budgets Mm -hmm. And all of this money is going, we're tr trying talking about all this money going this direction when we're, when we're not 
focusing all of our energy or a huge amount of our energy on the choke points, which are clearly the choke points. They were identified literally years ago by Larimer and the early Okay, okay. okay, okay, quick question. Wait, 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 Perry. Perry, yeah, I know you're not done your point, but I also didn't join when, when Larimer was here. So I would like some background context is why I'm asking this question. So what are those choke points that you're describing? Because I'm literally trying to listen to you so that I can act on your feedback. Well, the ease of use of, of creating new accounts and making your first exchange buy. I haven't used the new, the new uh, Unicove, so yeah. maybe, maybe he's done, made some, some serious improvements. But if, if in fact, there, those improvements are made and it is smooth as silk, then why aren't we seeing that right here and now? Why isn't that blasted out with a, with a, with a Twitter? I want to I be able to share. I personally have gotten mm -hmm. a large number, a good number for one single person. I've gotten a good number of people onboarded. I've spent hours, hours with people. In fact, one guy, I think I spent 30 hours over the course of two and a half months yeah. working, fighting with Canadian banks, right? So, uh, yeah, it's anybody who's tried it. And also, you know, the fact that the person wasn't computer savvy and they had no idea what private keys were, nor did they have any idea how to store uh, that kind of business. The point is that this is one of the biggest choke points. And marketing is just, to me, at this point, until we've got that just solid, it just makes no sense. It makes no sense. Sorry, what makes Sorry, wait. I, I'm, I'm literally, I'm trying to listen to you. So I hope my interruption doesn't come across as rude. What makes no sense? Marketing something that is not clearly actionable. Okay, so why do you think it's not clearly actionable? Well, because of fact, onboarding friction is what I understand. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Right. Okay. So, um, so where are those keys stored? Can they be stored on, uh, easily on a secure device? Is that is that device uh, is that data? Can that that data be secured by biometric data? All of these things that that Larimer and Block One were talking uh, talking about and getting ready to announce before the great interruption, his departure from from Block One, and then we heard absolutely nothing. It's been complete silence. And, and, and Aaron has been surrounded by ENF uh, uh, forces and, and bar basically buried, you know, and it's a slow drift. What does that even, wait, sorry, what does that mean? Surrounded and buried by ENF forces. I am, by the way, to be clear, I'm not approaching this from a, I'm being defensive. I want to hear you. I want and to, hear, also, like, I want you guys to tell me what you hate. You're also yeah. being compensated by an exchange, so let's be fair. And yeah. you are pictured with ENF employees regularly. You are you are uh, uh, with their team. Let's not let's not be silly. Let's let's not be silly. But I also do have a mind of my own. So give me the benefit of the doubt, just the same way that I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt that you're not acting on behalf of a third party. So I would appreciate you giving me that benefit of doubt. Can I interject just for a minute and yeah, for uh, sure. drive the conversation away from personal attacks? Please, right. thank you. 
Hi, Winfred. Hi. Awesome. We all want you to succeed at your role, and we would love to see great marketing done for EOS. So let's yeah. start by that, and let's mm -hmm. see how we, as a community, can help support you on succeeding. All right. Mm -hmm. Now I will give you the uh, uh, context that I I come from. Uh, EOS was uh, when we started getting involved. The ones that are here since Genesis was literally the 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 hardest thing out there the new kid on the block and we were really kind of riding a very uh, strong trend on opinions by being um the first kind of delegated proof of stake scalable blockchain which i think it's an idea that that most of the leading protocols today took on now yeah. having said that the fact that you know what happened with block one kind of the the i don't know how to call it but Let's call it a slow rug. You, and, yeah, um, you got fucked. What, I, I'm gonna just say and, it like it is. You people, got fucked. And people, uh, so people are not yet being able to distinguish between EOS and Block One because yeah. when they think of EOS, they oh, they got like four billion and they've not nothing yeah. with it, so they don't understand that it's Block One. So first of all, I don't think that people have yet understood that this is a different EOS without block one. That's one. Mm -hmm. The other thing is that EOS with all the changes and all the, you know, the, the new uh, energy and restructuring and leadership that um, you guys have brought with the ENF is still yeah. not part of the con broader conversation. Okay. I, since, since uh, quite a, a uh, few months or more than half a year now since I started my podcast. By the way, I extend the invitation to any builder in EOS to come to the podcast. Only Jesse Jaffe has been in there and it's going, it's growing. So guys, send me a PM and uh, we'll get you fixed. Mm -hmm. So um, in the broader space, outside the EOS eco bubble, EOS is not being mentioned as a leading protocol. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's clearly out there in terms, in tech terms, in terms of performance, but yeah. it's not out there in terms of the public discussion. Okay. None of the, none of the leading crypto YouTubers are either mentioning EOS on their portfolios or keeping up with the project. They're just simply crossed it off. And we have not been able to return to that same table where yeah. now instead of the Solana and Avalanche and Phantom, which were the kind of the leading the narrative on the past bull run, now we're seeing Aptos and Sui and uh, the new yeah. kind of Solana killers taking over and EOS hasn't made it made its way back to that public conversation of leading blockchain. So if mm -hmm. we can manage, I don't know, you know, how to pull that off, but I'm just okay. putting it out there. Okay. If you can so put that out there as the main mission of EOS marketing, I think we'll mm -hmm. see EOS uh, uh, do great in the next bull run. Okay, so I do want to address a couple things. So distinguishing EOS from B1, one of the things I was talking about as far as marketing is concerned, as far as even working with the exchanges is concerned, B1, I'm going to be straightforward with every single one of you today. B1 did not have a relationship with a lot of these exchanges. So one of the things that the ENF is doing is establishing a relationship with the exchanges, not just from a marketing point of view, but also from a point, a point of view of product. 
so that you know when we're launching new products or there's new like changes to the mechanisms and whatnot the exchanges are involved and we communicate with them and we have that relationship with them so that's something that did not exist in the past and then you're saying that the new energy is not part of the conversation i want to say that that is debatable there's a decent number of media publications that have been talking about how the new EOS is coming into effect, Wired, which is a huge publication compared to a lot of the other ones that are covering a lot of stuff about EOS, that, you know, was talking about how B1 yeah, was especially defunded. I'm giving you my take on what yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. seeing on YouTube, on Twitter, the public space that 100%. Sure, not uh, paper or t publications that, you know... Um, yeah. And I, 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 I do not want to discredit that. I don't want you to feel like I'm not listening to you. I am listening to you. What I'm saying, as far as this point is concerned, is we are working towards getting that narrative to more people, to more publications, to bigger audiences. We're trying to rewrite the narrative of EOS. Because let's be real, EOS was once deemed the Ethereum killer. Today, like Eve has said it, and so I'm going to quote Eve because um, he is essentially my ultimate boss. He has said it. EOS has been a failure. And a lot of people consider EOS to be a failure. So we are trying to rewrite that narrative. And I'll be honest with you guys that it is not an easy, it's like, it's a tall order to rewrite that narrative, to communicate to exchanges and tell them, hey, look, the founding team fucked over the community, excuse my language, and now there's a new entity that is trying to restore the community. So we're trying to fix all these issues. And I absolutely understand the, you know, like the skepticism because you guys have been screwed over in the past. I expect you to expect that you will be screwed over again. But I want to assure you that that is not the intention of the ENF. I personally, like, I want to just speak for myself as Winfred right now. I'm not talking as a representative of the ENF. I know there's people on the ENF. I know Eve is on this call. I am not talking to represent Eve in this point in time. I joined the ENF because I care about credibility. I joined the ENF because I know that B1 screwed over the ES community, and I wanted to be a part of that change. And a lot of the people who work at the ENF right now, some of them worked at B1, moved to the ENF for the same reasons that I joined the ENF, and want to be a part of that change. So I just want to say that right now, there's not a lot of things that might be visible on surface level, but there are a lot of things that are being planned that aim to eventually put EOS at the same level of some of the projects that you have been mentioned. And then the third point was that, you know, EOS is not being mentioned as a leading, like in discussions where there's like a lot of thought leadership. That is another thing that we have observed. Like, I just want to be real. And Eve is on this call. Zach is on this call. There's a lot of leadership on this call. We are fully aware of that. And we are trying to fix that. I cannot go into the details of how we're trying to fix that up until I'm at a point where we're comfortable communicating those kinds of details. But I just want you to know that 
your feelings are valid. Your feelings are 100% valid. And we 100% empathize with how a lot of the community feels as far as the sentiment towards EOS is concerned. We just want you guys to understand, though, that you guys have been screwed over and it's not been by us. It's not been by the ENF. Like, just to keep it 100% with you guys, it's not been by the ENF. That's, uh, I, I think I've never that, been to a psychologist or a psychiatrist, when, but I feel like I I'm on actually, the couch right I, now. I, yeah, I would actually, I would actually even um, skip the whole "we've been fucked over" and we're the victims. But we have, and you know, yeah. So, you know, we're <laughs> building a new narrative, building so. So let's let's only focus on the future. What I am yeah. concentrating on is not what happened. It's mm -hmm. what may lead you to, you know, develop an, a strategy for getting EOS in the map, right? We are not on oh, the map yeah. right now. So a strategy. So I so, just want to be clear. I want to be clear. I wish Patty, mm -hmm. I think Patty might not be on this call at this point. A strategy has already been developed. Unfortunately, in as much as we care about the community, it is also to our benefit that we keep some of this information internal but i do want to assure you guys that a strategy has been developed we recognize that there are gaps we are working towards filling those gaps part of that has involved scaling the marketing team actually the marketing marketing team today is a way bigger size than it was a year ago but in addition to that we do have strategies in place Unfortunately, with marketing, because I've been in marketing, I've been in this space for a long time. Sometimes people expect, okay, the team has grown. What are the results? You don't always see the results immediately. Sometimes it takes time. Like you said, we've been screwed over. It takes time for us to undo all that reputational damage that has been caused in EOS. We're working on that. We're working on that with exchanges. We're working on that with media. We're working on that in terms of just our internal campaigns. And it will take time. I want to keep your expectations realistic as far as the history of EOS is concerned. There's a lot to be undone that has been done, and that will take time. I think pretty good uh, speech. Pretty good speech, Erwin Fred. Maybe, uh, my maybe I'll hire you to do our fireside intros <laughs> in the future. I was fired. <laughs> On you the marketing what? side, I think it would be great to, uh, mm -hmm. I, I think, uh, just showing off what can be built on EOS. Like, maybe, yeah. like, like, I think for me, like the, like, the previous, as some people call it, bull run was built on hype, right? Yes. And, but a contraction is when people realize what reality is. And the most important thing always, I think, is just utility, right? Yeah. Is it actually useful to people? And I yes. think that's like the best image to get across because you're always going to have people hyping up a new blockchain that does X, Y, Z, but yes. they have no dApps on it. Like no one uses it and people forget about it. So sorry, I, I think who's just, talking? Who's talking? Oh, right sorry. Now? It's uh, DJ Strikenova. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I 100% agree with that. And it is something that we've recognized that, you know, there is hype and it comes and it goes. And we do want to and have every intention to focus on the utility of EOS 
it is part of our strategy that, like I said, we're not going to necessarily talk about today in this call, but we have every intention to highlight the use cases of EOS. How can EOS redefine certain sectors in the Web3 space? And who are the people right now who are redefining these sectors? And who are the people who can redefine it in future? Join us. That is all part of our strategy. If you're concerned, Winfred, about what Block One had done, yeah. then you probably would be concerned by them controlling uh, the main uh, Telegram EOS channel. We're not concerned uh, about that. We are. Well, we're well, not concerned about that. Okay, so you, it's okay right. that they control, that it, an employee of Block One controls the main Telegram EOS channel. That's okay with you. No, I'm, that is not what I'm saying. Please do not put words in my mouth. It so was, I will ask was, you. I was saying that with satire. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my question is, who is the employee from Block One who's controlling this channel? Let's first get that out of the way. I just posted. I'm looking. Never put words in the mouth of Winfred. Wait, no. Wait, who? I don't see it. My name is Perry. Yeah. I just posted on the chat. The voice oh, chat. the owner is Jonathan Mohan. And then also look down. There's a guy named Josh Levin. This okay. is this, this is based on my inquiry in the Eden Members Telegram channel. Yeah. No, nobody challenged it, and this is what I was given. This is the information I was given. Okay. And I did look. research. On, I did. Hang on. I did mm -hmm. research into who these gentlemen are, and one yeah. of them. Uh, is related to uh, J.P. Morgan and that list there, and one of them is a Block One employee, and nobody seems to care. If this is not the case, then I would love to know who exactly is the owner controlling that, and yeah. if it is the case, then why are we putting it up with it, and why are you complaining about Block One and not concerned with this? I, I would love to answer you if you give me the chance. <clears throat> I also have something. Can I Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I can answer that and then you can ask, or you can ask and then I can answer everything. Yeah, that, I, I have a lot on the Telegram stuff. But okay, let me, let me answer this first question then. Okay, so you're asking, why do we tolerate this? Well, we have no option but to. Telegram won't let us just go and tell them, Telegram, shut this down. And even if they told us, even if that wasn't like a possibility, we wouldn't do that because that's a channel that was created by community members. And okay, some of them happen to belong to Block One. The EOS Network Foundation has its own Telegram channel that we have every intention to grow. That is growing, by the way. And we have every intention to continue to grow. So, you know, just because there's another channel and there is people on it who come from, I don't know, JP Morgan or B1, that's not any, like, that's not something that phases us. We opened up our channel and we've told community members, if you're interested in learning more about the developments of the network, join the EOS Network Foundation's channel. Here, we have rules, by the way. You're not just going to shit on people and, you know, like, cause a whole lot of FUD and get away with it. We have rules that you have to abide by. So that's what we have control over. You know, the EOS channel that there's less, you know, rules and regulations. We don't have control over that. What do you want us to do? We can't do anything as far as 
doing anything is concerned, like, what do you want us to do? Maybe start with awareness that this is the case. We have. We, 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 no, no, uh, nobody has talked about, excuse me, Winfred, nobody yeah. has mentioned Josh Levin's name or this other gentleman. No one has been brought bringing because, this up. It's crucial because because, because we, we operate with a lot of insight, Perry. So when you're looking at a lot of this from the perspective of a community member, you actually, I'm sorry, it's not to discredit anything that you're saying, but you don't realize a lot of the insight that we have as internals. When we approach this from a mention B1, mention the people who work at B1, they threaten these platforms to sue them. And then these platforms have to abide by whatever they, you know, stipulate to them as far as like legalities are concerned or threats. So we are fully aware that these things are happening. We are tactful in our decision to not approach it in the way that you're suggesting that we should. And to be quite sincere. What have I suggested other than making it people aware? So like I said, there have been times where we have tried in the past to make people aware by citing names or citing entities, and then that information gets wiped out. And so then it makes our efforts futile. So we've taken the approach to not necessarily be combative, to not necessarily be too direct, but to do the things that have an impact that cannot be redone. And I'm not going to go into too much detail as far as that's concerned, because I just can't. Well, you're, you're an excellent marketing person, but I think we need a little more strategic me answer. Joy. Sorry, what? We need an army of Winfred Joy. <laughs> and okay. by, the way, by the way, I am Patrick of Nova Crypto. Shout out to Perry mm-hmm. for the nice uh, reminding of the scary things that are going on into the ecosystem. But more we are going on and more we will be the, the um, let's say, we will receive some attacks and some uh, yeah. into the channels. That's why we need civil protection. That's why we have Jesse Jaffe working on for the civil protection. Because if you have no civil protection mechanism, you cannot uh, connect the networks between them and add the humane on top. That's why 2023 and going on its EOS digital extended networks, that's the, the birth of the DAOs. So forget about B1, forget about, sorry to say, I love Daniel Larimer, but be focused. Thank on you. What we have. Be focused on what we have on the plate. Yes. We have Antelope Coalition with fantastic yeah. blockchains. We have Red Outerpool coming back of four months on last year of the boots. Lot of metrics, lot mm-hmm. of uh, CRM. So about the marketing, we should market what we have into our hands currently. We have Thank you. So that's what... I want personally, I speak for me, continue mm-hmm. to push uh, forward 
it's about workshops, it's about uh, videos, interviews uh, of the OGs of this ecosystem. Interview also fantastic member that we have into Eden Fractal, that we yeah. have into Eden Onios. By the mm-hmm. way, I am happy to be a chief delegate on this term. I was never expecting to become one, but I take that very seriously. He's also my brother. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. I, I want to, 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 indeed, there is a lot of scary things around the world and into our EOS ecosystems, or let's say antelope uh, networks. We, we have a lot of uh, user story now that we can push on. We have a fantastic uh, ENF team with uh, Winfred, Zach Gold, Brandon Lovejoy, Eve LaRose, and fantastic EOS Nation, fantastic EOS Bees, fantastic uh, DNews.zone, fantastic uh, uh, circle around EOS. So there is no competition. That should be the, the, the collaboration. Collaboration is key. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are intelligent people. We, we know that we are intelligent people into this EOS ecosystem. And, and uh, it's not the time for the fight. It's the time, the time for the sake of the unity to become one and speak one voice and pushing on Twitter. When someone is doing a fantastic tweet, the reflex should be someone retweet, not make only confiance, trust to EOSBs and, and the swarms, but we are the swarms. We are the bees to inject mm-hmm. into the mindset of the people. So no time for complaining because sometimes EOS, we are professional complainers. So that's yeah. the time to, to complain. So shout out to you, Winfred. Sorry, I think it froze. Can you hear him? I think we lost Patrick, unfortunately. Patrick, I think we lost you. But yeah, so all this to say... I, I want to be clear, by the way, I am big. Uh, so when I got into crypto, just to give you guys some context into who Winfred is before you make any assumptions of me, I didn't get into crypto because I was working for an employer. Shout I out discovered... Sorry? I say shout out Winfred and shout out everyone into this EOS ecosystem or let's say into this antelope networks that want to 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 forward the, the message, the user story, and the, the positive vibes, because we can be fucked, sorry, we can be stuck on block one story, Daniel Larimer that is going now in, uh, closer of God, and he will maybe come back later on. I have a lot of respect for Daniel Larimer. Without him, we will be never here today, but we are we have our destiny in our own own hands. ENF and uh, Yves LaRose, what he has made when he was leaving Geos Nation to focus on ENF, that's very accountable. Uh, thank you for that. That was the best decision that he has, he has taken. He has the balls. He has balls of samurai. He, ha- he has made what he has to do. And I have a lot of respect for that. So now you have people here that are just fantastic. And that's not the time to complain. That's the time to work hand in hand with uh, Winfred, with ENF, with uh, the coalition and, and be very collaborative. That's all what I have to say. Thank you. Yeah. And I just wanted to add. So one thing about me is I've always approached things from a community member point of view. When I got into crypto, 
A lot of these organizations did not even exist. To be honest, Ethereum was not even a thing. And then Ethereum became a thing. I joined communities in Ethereum, and then I joined communities outside of Ethereum when there were other layer like ones that were not Ethereum. So I tend to exactly, look at and and this tagline, this tagline that we are the killers, the yeah. killer of of something or the killer of someone. <laughs> It's a very bad tagline. Indeed, we are the entry point yes. to multi-chain harmonic universe. We are the entry point. We have IBC. We have finality that will come. We have mm-hmm. all those beautiful things that Eve was uh, mentioning before at a mm-hmm. high level with parallelize. That that's exactly that. We are go. We have all the technology, but the problem is not the tech. The problem okay, is the Patrick, human. Let's uh, let, let's hear from Winfred for a bit, and then and then we're gonna we're probably gonna wrap. Yeah, up yes, Stefan, you're right. Sorry, I am passionate. Sorry, but thank I know, you for your passion, fine. Patrick. I I totally love the passion here, but yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, every time I joined a team, even when I'm in that team, I always look at things from the perspective of a community member because. Because when I joined crypto, I didn't join crypto because someone said, hey, we'll pay you to join crypto. I joined crypto because I was interested in the technology. I was interested in the ideology. And that's why I got into crypto. And any organization that I've worked in, it's because I care about that ideology. I care about the fundamentals of what the ideology can offer to society. And so I just want to be clear that, yes, I work for the ENF, whatever. But ultimately... I care about adding value to the ES community. I have seen how the ES community has been like the recipient of disservice from previous entities that were recipients of block rewards for lack of a better way of expressing my thoughts right now. And I want to be a part of that change. I want to be a part of an EOS society where we nurture the community, we equip them with the resources, we equip them with the information and the insights that enable them to make EOS what it was supposed to be initially. And so, yeah, someone mentioned on the call, I think it was you, Perry, that you work for the ENF. So fucking what? I work for the ENF, but I'm a community member of EOS and I joined EOS because I care about EOS. I didn't care about the ENF. That's not why I applied to work for the ENF. It was because I care about this community. And so I just, I really want that to be clear because sometimes I think you people just look at me and you think, okay, she works for the ENF. No, I genuinely care about this community and so do a lot of the folks that work at the ENF, we genuinely, like Zach has been in EOS. He shilled B1 at some point, which he now thoroughly regrets. And, you know, so like we've all cared about EOS. We all care about EOS. We all care about you. And we all want you to feel heard. We all want you to belong. We all want you to participate in this ecosystem. We want to equip you with the resources that can help you to participate in the ecosystem in the ecosystem. And so I just really wanted that to be clear that like ENF is not your enemy. Just because I work at the ENF and I talk in these calls doesn't mean that I'm speaking for the ENF. I genuinely want to represent the community. And even when I have my talks with the ENF, a lot of the times I try to represent the perspective of an outsider, of like a community member who might have concerns. So Perry, I totally get where you're coming from, but we are literally in the same boat. We want the same things. We want the same results. And we're literally working towards the same things. 
And all I can ask from you at this point is just to give us the benefit of doubt, because I don't think we've done anything as an ENF to like necessarily get you to question our intentions. And if we have, I would want you to challenge me right now and tell me what we've done to make you question our intentions as an ENF. But if we haven't done anything, then just give us the benefit of the doubt to prove you wrong, to reassure you, and to show you that ENF is genuinely a community-led foundation that cares about the EOS community. That's beautiful! That's beautiful! I love you, Fred! Fantastic! <laughs> well stated! Yay! I made... <laughs> Thank you, Winfred. I made a very... Oh, thank you, Winfred. Yeah. I made a oh, my girl! That was beautiful. Me, Pardon me, Patrick. Uh, I've made a very uh, specific claim, and and uh, you sound like a lovely person, uh, but this isn't about you, Winfred. I made a very specific claim about a Telegram channel, and so it's, that's what it, that's what we're talking about right now. I can address can that I, one. If, yeah, if yeah, this exactly. is just Thank about please. Telegram, guys, everyone, stop, please. It's a very simple answer. We've known about this this Discord server yeah. we're on right now was literally created it was the very first thing i did as the enf i was like finally we like we have someone that could maybe drive the community to a place that that there's like ownership of the community i am the owner of this discord server i started <laughs> yeah. it literally like the week after launching the enf and exactly the, the main eos channel it, it, it exists it, it's like the town square like yes there's some block one people that own it and we know that but the main moderator is elvis the cat we've got a good relationship with him almost half this fireside chat right now is <laughs> moderators i i feel like in uh the channel but it, it's not an ideal place to send new top of funnel end users and because that's because of the toxicity that happens there like eve's not even in that channel anymore and if you guys recall um when the um ENF first launched and we launched this Discord, that's whenever I shut down the old Everything EOS Telegram channel because prior to the ENF, that was one of the main places that the community, the English community at least, communicated. We literally shut down the old Everything EOS channel to almost force everyone's hand of come, let, let's get the community to Discord. Let's create a nice top of funnel, a nice happy place it's because we want to drive new users into eos we're all we're all a bunch of bitter old folk around here if you, you're an og in the system like the whole strategy from day one was to get away from the old eos and that very much is that telegram group and there's nothing wrong with it existing like um like we're not going to shut it down who block one or it we, we can't, can't we can't and do anything nope. about it we we tried. I've, and I've it's fine to, to exist i'm that still in it I talk to people in there all the time, um, but we had to turn on because it got so toxic again uh, over the, uh, I'd say like the last month, we reopened up the old Everything EOS chat. We we basically made it the ENF channel and we branded it as the ENF rather than EOS because we didn't want to deal with the backlash of trying to force our way to shut something else down. That could be the... EOS Telegram group. It's the town square. Call it what you want, but 
I'm not pointing people there. Like we took the link to that Telegram group off of Coin Market Cap. It's off oh. of Coin Gecko. We took it off a long time ago. Yeah. So you'll see there's only like And doing that took a long time. It was very hard yeah, to do that. To to even get ownership of the coin uh market cap page took me like three or four months of back and forth to explain how the previous owners of the page aren't going to send you a love letter saying that like they should hand over the keys to me it was a long process yeah and even zach to establish relationships with these exchanges where they feel they can trust us to update the content and know that we are the point of contact going forward, it took a lot of time and it's going to take a lot of time for several of them that we have yet to reach out to. So it's all a work in progress. But it's not to say that we're not working on it. We are. We care about this stuff. (laughs) So I... I, Perry, did I answer your question about that Telegram group? Like, it's okay to exist, but we're not going to, like, force it to shut down. Like... Even when Gluedog tried forcing a new EOS group, like we didn't like push that and back that. We just created our own group and called it the NF channel. It's not EOS. And that's where I personally uh, would rather spend my time right now and in this Discord than, than in the main EOS chat. But I'm not going to like try to shut it down or force anything on it. it, it it's a valuable channel for, for the OG community for sure. But I'm more focused on on the new, new the new community that we can create. I mean, all the OGs. If you're still here, you're still here. But mm-hmm. we carry a lot of baggage, and that baggage it, it comes out in in that ES project. Channel. You have the power. You have the power to change that because you I, have the, I, no, I we think. don't. Hang on, Sorry. hang on, please. Let, him, let me finish. Let me allow me to finish. You have the power to change that because you are the NF. You can, you can use your own EOS uh, foundation channel or you can create a separate one and you can begin driving people away and you can, you can take control of that and then you can go to the next step if you truly believe in decentralized governance and, and uh, assign the custody of the control of that group to a decentralized community. And that's what I'm suggesting uh, that, that happened for Eden Fractal, but it doesn't have to be Eden Fractal. It could be another another group. That's what I'm suggesting. It, it appears to be in the best position at this particular point in time. The point is is to decentralize the custody of our media assets, of our town squares, and that's where we should be taking steps. But the intermediate step, the easy step, the thing you could do today is simply say, okay, guys, we're going to go on a campaign. We're going to use our marketing power, our marketing power, to drive people to a new channel, which which at least we control. Perry, Perry, Winnie, I have the context, please. Uh, yeah. The, the EOS mainnet or EOS project, it's called channel on Telegram. I don't care who the owners are because they're not really active. It is a very decentralized <laughs> channel, and that is why it is such. Uh, pool. Like everyone is a moderator from all sides and opinions and Yo. nobody's ever allowed to be permanently banned. Yeah. They're always allowed back. The, yeah. the admin chat for that group may be worse than the group BS itself. Back. I'm sorry, but, but the campaign to destroy the reputation of Dan Larimer was, was launched in that and, and, and promoted by our illustrious leader Eves in videos, YouTube videos 
So that is complete BS, my friend. I'm sorry to say that. That is not I'm true. I'm sorry to say that, but what are you what even you saying? Yeah, I don't really know what you're disagreeing with. Honestly. Yeah. Like Telegram, that, that channel's not, there's no new members coming to that channel. And I'm also not a Dan apologist. I will be the first to admit that Dan is a genius and gave us a lot I, of great ideas, but I don't know why you're bringing him up right now. I will we, be honest. We've on. Dan left. Unbiased. You suggested that it was unbiased and there's just people from all sides <laughs> and it's just this unbiased, friendly space. It's not so, friendly. It's because it, everyone's it's drama awesome. and dirty laundry comes out in there because there's not enough moderation. If, if, if I can have my Well, I was, I was okay. moderated. Wait, someone is trying to speak. Can we give someone else an opportunity? Yeah, Who's trying mute, to talk? I'm going to mute people. I was getting out um, of hand. So yeah, I, I think very, very t I, do, I do not want to... Uh, discard your opinion. I think you're, you're I, I appreciate your passion, but I think that that channel, all in all, is like you know that Telegram channel. So it's, it's you know it's really um, insignificant in the grand scheme of things. I just posted the the accounts that really matter. I mean that 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 Telegram channel what has like 10k members, you know, speaking the, the troll box on EOS and speaking the where is the prize going to go on the next 5 minutes? Who cares? Like, you know, there's there are 2.2 million subscribers of the Coin Bureau. Uh half a million on Elliot Trades, 700,000 on Crypto Banter, and over a million subs on on Bitboy Crypto. There are really, you know, large influencers that are moving the needle and are now talking Aptos, Sui, uh, um, you know, gaming coins and uh, and those top twenty market caps that are now leading the market. And if if, if we don't, you know, if that's the conversation <laughs> I want to be part of, I don't care about a ten k uh, Telegram troll box. You know, the people speaking shit. That's irrelevant. Let's 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 leave that channel to whatever and let it die. Let's get into their table. Of all let's, the things let, we can be talking know, about, this Telegram channel should not be high on. <laughs> Why should we, you know, we waste all focus and energy on a, on a 5 to 10k people telegram channel that's already, you know, lost and irrelevant when we, we should focus all our efforts into getting EOS into those uh, mentioning on those, those channels, right? Because and when, when you go on the telegram and you type in the letter E, the letter O, the letter, the letter S, that's where you go. That's why. Tele but Telegram's not for newbies, uh, Perry. The Perry's, yes. the Perry's newbies. Yes. And there's nothing we can do about it. Okay. Yeah. We're not talking. This is a stupid. Why are we talking to about Telegram? Let's give Zach a second. Zach has not spoken for quite a bit. Hey, guys. Guys. We're done talking about Telegram. I pitched tone to shut you off. And let Zach speak because he's not spoken a lot. That's the best fireside chat I have never had. Yeah, I, I love not having to speak, so it's not that big oh, deal. I am drinking three liters of vodka. <laughs> okay, I'm going to shut everybody else up because Zach has been around for the longest. I can never try to even speak over Zach because I have so much respect for him and he has something yeah. to say right now. I want just to say thank you, Zach, for have oh. launched this uh, this uh, uh, discord 
at the beginning of the ENF. Thank you. Thanks, Patrick. I didn't, I didn't really have much to add, except I, I don't know why we're talking about Telegram. Okay, you want too much meat. There. So, no one brought it up. Stefan wants too much meat. I need to I go know, eat but, dinner. Uh, uh, I think we're just kind of turning, turning around in circles at this point. Um, bon so appétit. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're going to wrap yeah, it up here. Yeah, good job, guys. Good job. Thank you for all the active and passionate conversation. I thought we were going to end that around an hour and 10 minutes, but of course, okay. we, oh, yeah. we added another hour after that. Um, yeah, very lively chat. Thanks for everyone who participated, either in the text chat or live chat or sharing us on social media, all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining. And let's finish with the Yeah, let's wrap it up with the Go EOS in three. Wait, 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 wait. One, Oh my god. Let's go with red joy. Yeah, baby, yeah. Yeah, baby, yeah. I love yours. Let's go!